We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a game week and we're previewing the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs and the Missouri Tigers game here coming up next. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Hello and welcome back into Mizzou That's Who, a Missouri sports podcast on Kansas City Sports Network. I am one of your wonderful hosts, Tucker Franklin, here with Gabe DeArmond and Maggie Johnson. It's a game week. We finally have a game to talk about. Uh, the Missouri Tigers take on the Louisiana Tech football Bulldogs. That's going to be at 7 p.m. on Thursday night at home. They have the Thursday game, smart marketing, keep the kids back at, back in school, make it's a long weekend. They want to go home for the weekend. I think it's genius. MIAA does it all the time where they do it with Northwest Missouri State where they keep the kids there. I think it's a great idea. But I'm glad to be joined in talking about a game day uh, with with Gabe and Maggie. Gabe, how does it feel coming up on another another year, another year where the, where the Missouri Tigers seem to have as much hope as they can? Yeah, uh, season number 20 for me since I've been back. Uh, wow. So... That's something. Um, but it's it's always good to have something like we spend so much of the year figuring out, like making things up to talk about more or less. Right. And, and then you get 12 weeks where you're actually arguing about things that happened instead of arguing about theoretical things that might happen. So um, I, I enjoy that. Um, and I like that it's Thursday night because it gives me Saturday to actually watch college football, which I never get. That's that's really good, Maggie. How do you, how are you feeling uh, with game week right around the corner? This will be a last episode where we don't have anything to talk about. I'm excited. I'm not excited about being really tired on Friday because I will be still going to work after I get back from Columbia. But I will be there just so everybody knows. I feel like I need to make it clear <laughs> after last week's podcast. I will be there. I'm excited. Um, I love also that's on a Thursday night for that student aspect as well because that. Wow. That was hard, even when I was at Mizzou, but I'm stoked. I'm also excited to watch all the games on Saturday. I plan on being poolside. I got this out outside TV set up, nice. and, and hopefully, I just won't. I'll be happy, and I won't have to worry about football that weekend. So, yeah, yeah, I'm stoked. 
Well, we'll dive into that. Hopefully you are happy going into that weekend. But uh, <laughs> before hope. we before we totally start this and, and get into, you know, paying the bills with all the other advertisers and stuff, Nebraska melting down in Ireland, it just doesn't get any better than that, right? Just watching Nebraska completely melt down. Oh, I, love it, it. I, I mean, for so long, like they, especially if you grew up when I did, I, I mean, like you guys probably don't really remember Nebraska, Nebraska. But if you grew up when I did, you had if you if you were a fan of the Big Eight, you had the team you cheered for, and then you picked Nebraska or Oklahoma because that was the only game that ever mattered. They were always going to play. I was an OU person, like Jamel Holloway, uh, Keith Jackson, Barry Switzer. I wanted to go to Oklahoma. That was that was where I was going to go to school, and it was solely because of football. It had nothing to do with anything else. Um, so I I rooted for Oklahoma in that game, uh, but just the. 30 years of condescending, like the idea that we're going to clap for you was anything other than we beat your ass and we know we're going to beat your ass. So we will applaud you for allowing us to beat your ass as you leave the field. It was never anything more than that. And I remember telling Missouri fans in like 2006, I'm like, you know how you're starting to matter because they hate you now. Like Nebraska fans Mm -hmm. don't like you now that means you're a threat and, and that's a really good sign. Nebraska, Nebraska fans were always really nice to you. Now Nebraska fans aren't nice to anybody. Like they can't even mm-hmm. applaud Illinois anymore. Like that's the team they've done the best against. And they're two and two under Scott Frost. Can we just yeah, do a sure. show about this, by the way? <laughs> I would, I would love to just absolutely dig Scott Frost grave. Um, I've been digging it from the beginning. Uh, so I, I talked about how I went to Northwest Missouri State and there at, at that university, there's a lot of fans from Nebraska. A lot of Iowa fans come there too. And, and, and you know, Missouri fans as well. There, and so, there are also KU fans during basketball season, by the way. They are also K. That's very true. Um, it's, they also pick and choose between Creighton a lot, especially when it comes to basketball as well. Nebraska fans are also Creighton basketball fans. Interesting how that works. But uh, anyway, I got to see the 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 side of Nebraska fans that uh, that reared its ugly head. I knew a lot of Nebraska fans. I was like, you know what? I don't think I can cheer for this team or Scott Frost ever because of how people treated Scott Frost coming back and stuff like that. But this is this is a Mizzou podcast. But Ma- Maggie, do you do you have anything you want to get out about Scott Frost before we totally move on? <laughs> so not really about Scott Frost in particular, but he can stay there as long as he wants. I mean, I'm yeah, fine. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking the Chad Morris approach. You just stay as long as you want and I'll be fine with it. Um, but my family's all they're all from there we have season tickets to nebraska games which i don't make anymore because mizzou doesn't play up there so i don't really go but we also have season tickets to creighton basketball games so but i will say it is funny that you mentioned that that they're like a little bit there they don't like anybody now i woke up this morning uh to a text from a good friend that went to nebraska and it's just it's the entire t- i didn't say anything after that game i didn't say a thing i'm like oh they're gonna be mad i'm not gonna say anything it was just the 2009 game he sent me the just the YouTube video of the 2009 game. I was like, I responded this morning. I'm like, I didn't say anything to you. I was like, oh, Nebraska just being Nebraska. I'm, I'm going to go release a couple red balloons in my front yard. After this, <laughs> if if you ever want a history lesson, go and talk to a Nebraska fan. I'll tell you what, uh, they will give you a history lesson. But uh, before we get into the game preview of Missouri against Louisiana Tech, got to thank Charlie Hustle for the for outfitting us today. They've got some great stuff, uh, not just Missouri stuff. They've got good local Kansas City stuff if you're in the Kansas City area um, and other teams, Chiefs, Royals. 
Mizzou. Anything you can think of, they've got a Charlie Hustle. They've got Worlds of Fun stuff. I went to Worlds of Fun actually yesterday. Good time. Timberwolf, still nice. a great ride. Yeah. Um, and uh, make sure you sign up for their college road show that they're doing. New designs will drop on September 23rd for Mizzou, so make sure you have subscriptions up for that. And if you are a Missouri fan living in Kansas, we have got a deal for you with our friends at DraftKings because DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to the Sunflower State. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, all new customers will receive $100 in free bets when you sign up using code KCSN. Plus, one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $100 in free bets just for signing up today with no deposit required. Soon you'll be able to bet on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, you'll be entered to win a $100,000 free bet when you sign up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code KCSN to get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Kansas. Plus, one customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21 years or older. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per customer. $100 issued as four free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstake. Void where prohibited ends. First day DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at dkng.co slash ks. I've read that ad a time or two. Um, so it's starting to get a little bit smoother, but it is still a mouthful. And thanks to our friends at DraftKings, uh, they have the line for the Mizzou-Louisiana Tech game. Uh, coming to the game is 19-point favorites the Missouri Tigers do at home. I, I like that. Uh, minus one. Minus 1150 money line over under set at 59 evenly valued. So good lines. DraftKings likes the Missouri Tigers as they should. So Gabe, I want to start with you. How should this game go for the Missouri Tigers? Yeah. Um, well, I want to say, first of all, I even though I give weekly gambling advice that should, of course, be followed and that <laughs> everyone should put as much money as they can possibly afford to put on based on uh, what I say. On DraftKings, of course. Uh, the last sporting event I gambled on, Ron Dane played in uh, and was at Wisconsin. So it's been a minute. Um, so my advice doesn't mean a lot. But 19, I don't know, guys. That seemed high to me. I was really surprised. I mean, the over-under, I, I think, for Missouri for season wins is five and a half. Um, you know, obviously this is counted as one of those. But most people don't seem to think a whole lot of this Missouri team, which I guess the line is more reflective that, People really don't think much of this Louisiana Tech team, but week one is weird. It, week one last year, they were ahead of Mississippi State 34-14 with like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they somehow blew it. Um, you know, Mike Leach came back and beat them 35-34, but I, 19 seemed high to me. Um, that was uh, that surprised me that that's where it is. Agree. I mean, I think – Sure, you can look at their record last year and you can say, oh, they're three and nine. This should be easy. But like you said, one point Mississippi State game. I think it was a one possession NC State game. I I think we win. I'm, I won't say my prediction yet because I think we're going to do that later. But I think it's closer to 10 to 14. I don't think we hit all the way at 19. I just think that's – there's too many question marks for that. I don't know if you can get a DraftKings line on this, but like 
number of freak out posts on my message board when it's like <laughs> seven six at the end of a quarter or something. That's that's the sure thing. Take the over on that because uh, you know we we like to judge quickly on the internet. Oh, absolutely. Well, my favorite thing is going to be Missouri's going to. I think they did this last year. Missouri's going to come out. They're going to score in like say six plays, a, a big drive on six plays, and I'll be like, "Wow, this team is this team's going to be so good." And then they won't score the rest of the half. Um, that, that that'll happen. Something like that. Um, I, that sounds pessimistic, but I'm just preparing myself. I guess I couldn't I even think- tell you who they played in the first game last year. I have Central no Michigan, idea. Central Michigan. Oh, and, oh, and I was going to say, and what I was going to say is that I'm not a big fan of first games for Mizzou. I'm not. That's why the 19's a little crazy for me because, I mean, we mm-hmm. look back at the Wyoming game, which I don't think is going to happen, and obviously that was an away game, but I don't like them. 10-point Central Michigan last year. Um, we lost to – I know I think we beat them one year, but we lost to uh, West Virginia in a, in a season opener, mm-hmm. I think maybe 2016 or somewhere around yeah. there. I'm just not a big – I think we come out hot, but we let other teams come out hot too. Well, and weird things happen, right, because we have spent eight months making all these predictions. There's polls. Everybody's talking about who's in the playoff. Nobody's seen any of these teams play. Louisiana Tech has a new coach. Drinkwood said yesterday, he's like, honestly, we don't have any film. Like, we're going mm-hmm. off Texas Tech film, and and we're kind of guessing – Um you know, nobody knows what anybody is in, in week one. I mean, you go back to 2013, nobody knew what Missouri was that year, right? Um, there And there are pl- there's an example every year. Somebody is unranked that ends up in the top 10. And I do not think that – I think it's safe to say that's not going to be Louisiana Tech. But Louisiana Tech might be a lot better than we think they are. Who knows? Maybe Tim Rattay's playing in this game. They have Maybe. a lot of returning starters. Yeah. I mean, not say – I mean – yeah, I think we talked about this. It, those returning starters equate to being better the next year. I mean, you really don't know the answer to that question. But, I mean, they have experience. That's what we're kind of counting on is experienced players. And they won't be, like Drinkwood said, there's no reason they're going to be scared to come play this game on Thursday night. I mean, they will come in here. They played with Power 5 teams last year. They will come into Columbia thinking that they can win this game. Now, I that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but this is not opening with Abilene Christian, right? Or Murray State or something like that. Now, would you feel more comfortable if it was that way? If it was uh, Abilene Christian week one, maybe Louisiana Tech week yeah. three? I think every coach would like that. Yeah. I, I mean, because you're basically starting with a game that you cannot lose. There, there is no scenario in which Missouri could lose to Abilene Christian. So you go out there and Brady Cook's in his first real game in front of 60,000 people, and it's okay, right? I mean, hey, if you go out and you're a little nervous and you go three and out on the first four drives, it's not going to matter against Abilene Christian. It is maybe going to matter because Louisiana Tech is one of those teams that you should beat them, but it isn't impossible. Like, nobody would call this the biggest upset of this. This might not be the biggest upset of week one, to be honest, if Louisiana Tech were to win. And that was kind of one of the, a question that we got on Twitter. I didn't put that in my questions, but it was kind of like, should we even use this week as a gauge for how we're going to be moving forward? Or should we use K-State? I mean, it's not a, a team that's going to lie down. So and I'm not saying that if we come out and we beat them by 25, that we should right. think that the season is going to be a 10-win season. I'm not saying that. But I definitely wouldn't look at it the same way I would look at an Abilene Christian. 
I, I mean, you've got to have some sense about it. Like everybody's saying, oh, Vandy, Vandy's dangerous now. Vandy could go 500. Well, Hawaii's real bad, guys. And that was 21-14 at halftime. Like, good for Vandy. Take wins where you can get them. But don't readjust all of your season expectations. I always say in these types of games, in these early season games, the biggest things you can find out are bad. Like, you, you guys right. remember the a few years ago when they played uh, Missouri State, right? And I think it was <laughs> 72-43 was the final and Drew Lock mm-hmm. threw for 9 million yards and all that. But everybody with any sense came out of that game and said, oh, my God, they have no defense. Like, they just gave up 43 points to Missouri State. They're not going to stop anybody all year. And guess what? They didn't stop anybody all year. That was me last year. I did the same thing with SEMO last year. We scored, I think, 52, but we gave up, what, 28 or 30 or something around there. And I I remember being like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Uh-oh. Like, this isn't good. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping we don't give up that many points this week. Yeah, I think that one of the things, too, about these early games, especially against teams that, you know, you should beat, a lot of it is about focusing on what you do as a team instead of what the other team does. And I think Gabe, you brought up a good point of them not having any film. A first-year head coach, I don't. Louisiana Tech hasn't announced a starting quarterback yet. I don't think from what I was doing research in, um, they had a, a massive quarterback battle where they brought in transfers from like four different schools or something like that. Or transfers. I think they've got been. a guy from TCU that everybody at least expects to start. Yeah, I think he was maybe their backup last year. TCU's yeah. backup last year, I think. But they brought in like I think three or four transfers to try to figure out what what they were going to do at that starting quarterback position. So that's kind of a question mark for them. And I think Missouri just kind of has to focus on them, right, and let it all. Obviously, the X's and O's are going to need to be there, but they should have the Jimmys and Joes to outweigh the X's and O's in this in this matchup. Um, and, and Gabe, I, I guess I want to ask you. What happens if this game doesn't go as expected? Like, I I know the world will probably end, but, like, what order? Yeah, like, look, if they lose this game, forget all the, hey, maybe they can – they're not going to a bowl game if they lose this game. No. Right? I, I mean, I think it's – I think it's very safe to say you can't beat Louisiana Tech at home on a game you've been shooting for for eight months, then you're not going to do well enough against the schedule to win six. I, I mean, I think that's – pretty fair to say which kind of like we're talking so much about uh, about games where really the only things that can happen are bad right if you go win 35 10 so what you were supposed to i'm curious you guys watching games just as fans because i have an opinion on this based on the reaction of people on our boards and on twitter like do you guys enjoy watching games because i think a lot of sports fans really are just so nervous the whole time that they get to the end and a win is relief and a loss is devastating. Like it doesn't seem like a fun experience to me. You know, it's almost like, oh, we won. I can relax for six more days until I have to be super nervous that we might lose again. That was me during the the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, I mean, I think when games matter a lot more, I'm a lot like that. So like 2019, I was kind of a crazy person. Mm-hmm. But with football, yeah, I mean, yes, I do care and I do get nervous, but it also depends on what t- part of the season it is. Because last year when I was at the AM game and we're pretty much, you know, getting whooped, I'm just kind of at the point where I'm like, well, we might make a bowl game, but does it really matter that much? Because we know we're not making mm-hmm. the SEC championship game. So I try not to take it too seriously and, you know, throw my phone or anything like some people do or <laughs> break my TV 
because at the end of the day, there's always next year. I, when I watch games, I'm just like an eternal pessimist. I, I get to the point where none of this really matters. What really matters in life anymore is kind of the thing. It's like, <laughs> I, 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 I watch, you know, somebody throw a pick. And I'm like, this doesn't matter. None of this matters. This is stupid. Uh, why am I watching this? Why am I wasting my time? Um, and like, I knew this team was going to be bad. That, that's the kind of the, the downward spiral, I guess I go into anytime I watch any sporting event, really. Um, so I just, so, so again, very fun experience that you should spend. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love doing. it. And I spend way more time uh, focusing on the bad parts than the good parts, because I think I want to temper my expectations, right? Maybe this is going to turn into a psychology podcast. Right. So like if, <laughs> If they do do well, dude, I said do do. If if they do well, um, then I'm gonna be super stoked. But my bar for them to clear is very low because I don't want to be disappointed. So that's kind of where it's evolved to. Yeah, I just it's so fascinating. I mean, like with the Chiefs since they won the Super Bowl, now I just watch games and like, ah, Bengals game kind of bummed me out. Ten minutes later, it was fine. But I remember yeah. in 2014 when the Royals were in the World Series, I remember texting all my friends that were Cardinals fans, and I say. I don't understand how you do this every year. Like, thank God my team hasn't been in the playoffs for 29 years because, like, <laughs> I'm not sleeping. Um, I, I wake up at 9 o'clock, and I'm like, oh, no, there's 10 hours till the game. What am I going to do? And every pitch, I, I'm just like, this is terrible. I, I'm i not even enjoying this. You know, how do you do this every year? So, yeah. As a, a Cardinals fan, I can tell you it's tough. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. Games games that matter every year. I'm sure that's a tough thing to go through. <laughs> I will say it's kind of funny. I've seen some things on Twitter, some tweets on Twitter, and they're like, only four more days until I let a team dictate my happiness for the next eight right. months. Yep. <laughs> like, it, the best thing I've, so I've seen, I saw something this offseason that said like, uh, and obviously it applies to some females as well, but it said guys really pick their favorite team when they're seven and let it ruin the rest of their lives. Pretty much. So that's, that's where we all are. So, 100%. so we spent a lot of time, I guess, talking about what could go wrong, right? Uh, so let's talk about what could go right. Uh, you know, I said earlier that Mizzou's got the Jimmys and Joes in this in this matchup. They they are more talented. Uh, so what will kind of be the difference in this game? Maggie, I'll start with you. What do you think is going to be that, that big difference maker that Mizzou can win by maybe 19 points? I mean, I think it's going to be, since we haven't really seen anything, it's kind of hard to tell, like, where we super outweigh them in. I think that if our defense can be even a little bit better, that's going to be the the difference in the game. To be perfectly honest, it cost us a lot of games last year, and you know we don't have we don't have Tyler Beatty this year. But I'm not worried about if we're going to score points. We have talent. Like we have a great wide receiver core. We have, you know, running backs. We don't know which one's going to really probably be starting, but we know we have running backs that can run the ball. Um, <laughs> like they have that, they can do that. So. I think if our defense can just play, you know, like a division one defense can, as opposed <laughs> to last year, right. uh, I, I think that'll separate us from them. Honestly. I, I think that's what everybody's watching because like the offense was competent last year. It wasn't always great, but it was good enough to, to be a, you know, a seven, eight win team, whatever. I think that's what all Missouri fans are, are looking at really is Okay. May, you don't have to have a shutout, but maybe not 295 yards rushing and 28 points would be good, right? Um, that, that'd be a good start. Um, I, so I, I think that's where, for all the talk about the quarterback all offseason, and and Maggie said, hey, I don't know, they'll line somebody up at running back, and I, they've got a couple bodies at tight end, whatever. They'll, they'll 
that part I think is much less unknown and much less concerning to Missouri fans than, oh my God, what happens if Sonny Cumbie's offense puts up 35 points on Thursday night, even if they win, like that, it kind of goes back to, uh, you know, like white men can't jump, right? Like sometimes when you win, you really lose. Missouri wins this game 42 to 35. Everybody going to wake up Thursday, Friday morning thinking Missouri lost. The defense has to do something, right? Like, I think that they have to. Like, uh, the defensive line has to look better than it looked last year. And they've got, you know, we talked about all the competition that they've got in there from transfers to returning guys. That's what I think is what makes me a little bit more nervous is like, because Maggie, as you said, we haven't seen anything. Right, so we we don't have anything to go off of. How do we know that this defense is going to be better? This is a show me state. You got to show me something. Um, so I'm just perpetually nervous that this defense is going to allow 213 rushing yards. Well, and um, side, like I don't think 38-7 means the defense is fixed. Right. Right. Yeah. Because you can find out it's in trouble, but 38-7 does not necessarily mean it's stopping Deuce Vaughn and Adrian Martinez next week. So that's kind of the going back to the pessimistic part is I. Again, I don't know what you can find in this game that's going to prove to you, oh, this team is way better than I thought. You can only yeah. find things in this game that will convince you it's not as good as you thought. Until Luther Burden goes and catches 200 yards and four touchdowns, and then Correct. we'll all be okay. That'll overshadow if they do if they do beat them 38-7 to seven and Luther Burden scores all the touchdowns. Mizzou fans won't, yes. even, won't even recognize the defense. Which it, 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 They won't even know there was a defense on the field. Wait, there's two sides of the ball? Uh, I thought there, there's a little bit. But, no, I'm excited to see Brady Cook, too. I'm excited to see what he can do, finally, against uh, a team that's not Army, I guess. But a, a team – he's got first-teamers with him, right? He doesn't have guys sitting out. He's got the a team that he can be with all year. Uh, so what are your, kind of your expectations for Brady Cook, I guess? I mean, we, listen – we don't really have a whole lot more to talk about, just expectations at this point. I can't wait till we actually have concrete things to go off of. I, I'm excited to see him with the full playbook because he clearly didn't have it in the bowl game. I mean, it, that was a hand the ball off to whoever's back there, throw quick little passes, and we're going to try to win this game 24 to 20. Um, that, and he made it, a you couple know, rookie mistakes. Yeah, but, it, yeah, and even – I mean, he made – two bad throws in that game. And like the, the grading scale for a quarterback cannot be perfection, right? Nobody goes out and throws 38 passes and makes 26 audibles during a game. And they're all right. It, it doesn't happen. So, you know, Missouri fans have killed him this offseason. Well, we win the game if he makes the two point conversion pass, but like he was 27 to 34. That right. loss was not a – he was on the sidelines while the Missouri defense watched Army that can't throw the ball, throw the ball all over. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, that quarterback wins is actually a dumber stat than uh, starting pitcher wins. It just it yeah. just makes no sense to apply the entire win or loss to the quarterback. Agree. I give him a little bit of grace with that one because that's just – that's just rookie – that's just a rookie thing. I mean, it's the first game he's ever started. And, you know, people like to – give Mizzou crap for losing that bowl game. But honestly, to me, I don't look at it as, oh, Mizzou was so much worse than Army because they lost to him. Honestly, it was it was a practice. It was a practice to see what's going to happen next year because we played without a lot of players that aren't there now, that won't be there on Thursday night. So, I mean, practice looked good to me. For <laughs> I mean, <laughs> considering Army had every single player that is, you know, 
It's true. That uh, was on yeah. their roster. <laughs> hey, guess what? You go to Army. Ain't no opt-out at, at no. the U.S. No, Army. You don't get to do that. <laughs> you could argue that maybe Mizzou did the most patriotic thing they could by letting Army win the bowl game. Um, exactly. I know I know. I spun it that way after the game got done. I was like, well, listen, it would have been pretty treasonous of Missouri if they decided to win that game. <laughs> Especially I mean, no the one Armed Forces no one was cheering Like, you yeah. can't beat Army in the Armed Forces. No. Right. I no mean. pulling for us anyway, so it is what it is on that one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's fair. That's a good point, though, Meg. I like it. It was a practice. It was a dry run. Pretty, I say dry, but it was like a legit game. Bull games anymore seem like that they don't matter. And I kind of hate that, right? Because players opting out and uh, like you got Kansas State like to tout that they beat LSU, but LSU was playing a wide receiver, a quarterback. Um, so it's like things like that where I wish they matter bowl games if you mattered. win them. Exactly. exactly. Um, and then I wish that that there would be a little bit more more juice to those at the end of the season. But uh, all right, let's talk about some some players to watch. Uh, I, I Talked about this before. Uh, if you are a Chiefs fan, you listen to the Casey Laboratory here on Kansas City Sports Network. They do a bit where they say the non-Mahomes MVP, which I think is a pretty fair thing to do. Uh, you can always say that Patrick Mahomes will be the MVP. And I wanted to start the bit of the non-Luther Burden in Mizzou MVP. Um, but maybe we'll hold off on that. So uh, players to watch. Um, who should we be watching in this game, Gabe? I mean, look, the easy one is... Number three, like we all want to see it, right? Um, uh, you know, and whether that's nine catches and four touchdowns, w- whatever it is, this is the highest rated kid to come here in 10 years. Um, and and we want to see day one what kind of a difference maker he is. I mean, there, there are other storylines, right? I, it'd be cool if Cody Schrader has a nice game, um, you know, the, the walk-on from Truman State. And, mm-hmm. hey, Mookie Cooper's healthy. What can Tom Lovett do? Tyron Hopper on the other side. There's a lot of guys to watch, but none of them have the juice in the eyeballs of what's Luther going to do in his first game. I mean, it's clearly a huge storyline here. I'm excited to see what Rakestraw can do. So, Because I think a lot of people were really underwhelmed by his play prior to his injury last year. And we just want to see that rake straw that drink was really excited about that four star that we heard all about Nick Saban dancing with his mom or dancing with his grandma like in their living room. Like I'm excited to see what he can do. It appears that he's refocused and wants to be at Mizzou now. I mean, not saying he never did, but like 
it looks visually looks that way on his Twitter. I mean, I mean, there were some cryptic <laughs> tweets. There's there no question about that. There were some very cryptic tweets, yeah. very cryptic. But it I mean, kind of seems like there's a little bit of turnaround there with him. So I'm hoping we get the player that we thought we were getting. Hey, hey, now that Tyler Beatty is gone, somebody has to take over, and Daniel Parker, somebody has to take over the, I'm just going to throw something out there, and then when you ask me about it, I'm going to pretend that you're an idiot for asking about it. <laughs> it's a great strategy, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> if you want to get media trained, you got to do that real quick. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously the easy answer, you know, Brady Cook, uh, that's yeah. a guy to watch, a player to watch, we already hit on him. Um, it might be boring for me to say Connor Tolleson at the center position. I think that that, that could be a, a something something good to watch there. The offensive line is going to be a, a group that I'm, I'm looking forward to watching just kind of as a whole, really both sides of the line. I think the defensive line is another position group that I'm really watching. I know that's not really a player specifically, uh, but I made the rules so I can make the loopholes as well. <laughs> so uh, I think that those are kind of a couple of things I'm watching. I feel like defensive line, I, I think they've got enough guys you feel fairly confident they're going to get upgraded play. But it, yeah. it's, it, the offensive line, I mean, I wrote a thing this morning. Hey, what what's the position that's kind of most concerning on both sides of the ball? I don't know what to think of right tackle for Missouri. I mean, they got Zeke Powell playing. You know, Hyron White is hurt. Drinkwitz won't tell us how bad. I don't really expect to see him anytime soon. Uh, Zeke Powell played a lot in 2020 in that COVID year. He played 43 snaps last year. So you're 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 talking you had a guy who hey, he was out there when they really needed somebody out there. And then last year when they had options, he didn't play. And now he's your starter. And your backup there is a true freshman out of Lee Summit High School or one of the Lee Summit High Schools in Armand Mimbo who look maybe a great player, but true freshman right tackles that weren't like top 10 kids that are going to Bama kind of would scare me. So that's a position to watch. I'm not sure that there won't be, you know, some movement, whether it's moving Connor Wood out to tackle and putting somebody else at guard um, because Drinkwitz mentioned they could do some musical chairs. And and look, I'm not going to pretend that any of us is going to watch a game and go, I'm really going to focus on the right tackle play here, right? I'm going to watch the damn football. That's where the ball goes. I can't break down the right tackles game. But that's what the coaches are going to do. And that to me is a position that nobody's talking about that, Low key is going to go, I think, a long way toward determining how good this team can be. Yeah, that's a really good point. So, Maggie, before we get to our final score predictions, you had some questions from Twitter for us, correct? Oh, I do. I do have some Twitter questions. I got a lot. I got a lot today. So I was. uh, My phone was buzzing. So that's good. I know. I know. And and most of them, I'm sure, were excellent and not things we've answered before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like all of them. No. Okay. So um, I'm going to ask you this one from at Zoo Cards fan. Let's assume quarterback is solid, defense is average, and running back is a weapon we don't know yet. What's the season win loss look like now? So I guess they're basically so he's assuming saying, running back is good. We um, just don't know who it is. Yes, exactly. Hmm. So I but but so this is what I, I put. I answered this question too. I put seven and five because. I think it's going to take a lot more for an average defense to win more than seven games in with our schedule. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I mean, seven and five is kind of six or seven is kind of the baseline. Right. And I think we're kind of assuming all those things we're thinking, Hey, Brady cook might be a superstar, but he's going to give Missouri better quarterback play than they got last year. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever is at running back is not going to be Tyler Beatty, but they're going to be like a, you know, replacement level player, and that's fine. Yeah. And we're assuming the defense can't be as bad as it was last year. So I think all those things were things we built into our predictions that we made for the season last year. The only way those numbers change is if, you know, one of those things significant, like the defense isn't just average, it's great, or you know, the passing game is is third in the sec or something but i I think what he's describing is kind of what we all assumed going in making our picks yeah it's kind of that's the expectation there is the defense to be average and i already said that i've got a very low baseline for expectations (laughs) so an average defense is what i expect yeah like if they're average man that's good uh that'll be good in my book tucker you're a good friend man all i expect out of you is to be average guys i i don't need i don't need great just be average every day and we're gonna get along fine I just don't want to be hurt. That's why, that's why the bar is, <laughs> yeah. that's why the bar is so us. Well. <laughs> Okay, so I have another question. So I'm actually getting off of the what's going to happen this week topic, which, mm. you know, they're just now they're just kind of fun questions. So here we go. Now, now it's what's going to happen next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I left those out. I'll save them for you, game. Okay, so at NPS Mizzou, build your dream out of conference schedule. What four teams are they? I wrote mine down, but you guys go first. No, go ahead, then. If you know. Oh, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Give so us some I, time. We'll have time to think. Okay, perfect. So I put Kansas, which will get a play, I think, 2025, I believe. Uh, Illinois, Nebraska, because I miss playing Nebraska. And now, I mean, now that it would be competitive with us, I'd like to play a good game. And, right. and then I put, as my fourth one, not – I put Colorado as an option for it just because it's beautiful. It's an old foe. I mean, I'd love to play there. I put UCLA because we're really probably never going to get a chance to play in the Rose Bowl. Mm -hmm. So I would love to play at the Rose Bowl. Or I really put anywhere in like California, Cal, Stanford, anywhere that's nice weather. You can go there and you can make a long Maggie's non-conference schedule has Missouri moving to the (laughs) Pac-12. I mean, you you go to Cal or Stanford, you make a Napa weekend out of it. I think it sounds great. Play in Athens for one of the weeks. Uh, They have had a week zero game against like Georgia Tech in Athens. Uh, Athens, Greece, not Athens, Georgia. I realized that after I said that, I was like, wow, that could be misdrewed. Yeah. Uh, No, Athens, Greece. (laughs) Yeah, um, <laughs> anywhere over in Europe, we're good. Yeah. Right, the the knockoff happens. <laughs> Missouri opens with the Sorbonne in 2026. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's kind of where I'm headed uh, to, Maggie. And I don't think on the on the California side of things, but uh, on the old like Big Eight rivals type side of things. So Kansas, that's your cupcake. Uh, that's your cupcake. You get out of the way early. Uh, K-State, obviously, I think is a good rivalry, especially with them being good. That's a good tune-up game. Nebraska would be a good. That's another cupcake game that you that you get. You could put that – where do they have uh, New Mexico State this year? It's like week it's 11. Like right. Yeah, yeah, yeah 11. it's like yeah. – yeah. Throw them at the end when they've already – when the wheels are already off the That's wagon. the SEC November bye week, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so throw Nebraska there. Um, and then I think I, – I kind of want to see Iowa State. Um, I don't know why, but Iowa State was like that fourth team. I was like, Iowa State is kind of the one that was was called my name. They, they're probably going to be so bad this year. Yeah, I, I've I've always approached this one, and uh, I'm surprised. Mine's a little bit different than you guys. Nebraska's always been on mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, play a three-game series with Nebraska. Lincoln, Columbia, Kansas City. I Put Nebraska in Arrowhead. If both teams are good, it would be really fun. Uh, yeah. it, Nebraska would travel. Missouri fans, I think that would be good. Um Notre Dame, because I think you want a national program. 
like uh, some, but Notre Dame also makes some regional sense. They recruit St. Mm-hmm. Louis and, and Notre Dame would never agree to Columbia, South Bend, St. Louis. I know they wouldn't, but you know, put Notre Dame in the dome or something like that. Um, I love Colorado as one because multiple reasons, but Boulder's the best road trip in America. I, I mean, anybody who hasn't been there, it's a fantastic town. And then I always like, like, just give me one, a rotating kind of different game. It's kind of like Maggie was talking, like, but, but a game you can win. Give me Virginia. Missouri's never played Virginia. Give me NC State once. Go to Washington once. You know, like like kind of that fourth, just, hey, give me a cool trip against a team that you can be competitive against. Now, all that said, we have totally eliminated FCS games, and we have totally eliminated G5 games, and none of these are ever going to happen, but it would be cool. Appreciate yeah, I'd love to play, like, Appalachian State or something, just because of how, like, in the fall, how beautiful yeah. that stadium but is as well. I've heard amazing things about that entire campus. Play at UTEP. The Sun Bowl was like the most underrated stadium in America. When Missouri played there in 2006, that was incredible. Loved it. I like that. Yeah, I like all those options. I think we're all kind of on a similar like a similar track with I, some of them. but I'm good with Kansas and Illinois still just being on the non-conference basketball schedule, though. Yeah. Those are basketball rivalries. They don't get me going in football. Oh, uh, but that, two, that 2007 season was awesome. Oh, well, yeah. And, and they still remind you of it. They're still like, they know they've been really bad, but they're like, but did you win the Orange Bowl? We want to your Six Bowl. It and then you say, but did like, you win the Big 12 North? And they did not. Well, I always want to be like, well, did you earn the Orange Bowl? Because you didn't. <laughs> but that's for another day. 70 okay. <laughs> So here is my question that, you know, because I got to, I got to drop, I got to drop my own, uh, Twitter. So follow me. Wait, did you re- you respond to your own call for questions? I didn't tweet it. I just oh, okay. But okay. it's I I Should just thought that. this question was okay. great, so I put it on my own on my own list. So at Maggie L Johnson says, "Let's talk a little nationwide football. What week one game are you most interested in watching? Obviously, outside of the Mizzou game." I actually do this every week. I put five games on our board that I'm looking forward to watching. Uh, but, like, look, everybody's going to watch Notre Dame, Ohio State. Everybody's going to watch uh, Georgia, Oregon. I like Utah, Florida. Because I think I think Utah could be in the playoff. Like, yeah, I think they could agree. run the Pac-12. And if you get anybody outside of Georgia, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, I think Utah could be a playoff team. And I don't know if Florida's great. But, like, you know, you go down to the swamp and you never – Never know what's going to happen. I, I think that'll be a fun week one game. Also, Arkansas Cincinnati, fun week one game. Also, how did Arkansas get that game at home again? Because they got like Texas at home last year. I'm like, they get Cincinnati at home. Do they have another? I'm assuming Cincinnati probably that was kind of the deal. Hey, you want to play us? You got to come here, right? But it's because but it's in that's Arkansas, the kind right? of game Cincinnati needs. But it's in Arkansas, right? Yeah. Oh, so you're saying? Oh, that's what you're saying. Okay, I get. What yeah, you're saying. Arca- yeah, Cincinnati has to go on the road to play that game because yeah. nobody's going to leverage. Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah, nobody really wants to play in Cincinnati because they've been so good recently. It's fair. Yeah. I, it's a game I just saw. I didn't know this game was happening until 15 seconds ago. Oregon and Georgia. I think Oregon and Georgia that'll be a good one to watch. Obviously, a top. Well, Oregon's 11, Dan, but it's like top 10 matchup essentially. But, Dan Lanning, um, Georgia, DC. That's who I. That's the game I have. I have that one. Dan Lanning's a Missouri guy. North KC. Mm-hmm. 
uh, was just at Georgia, just won a national championship at Georgia. So, yeah, I think Georgia wins, but, I mean, who doesn't like seeing those kind of storylines? True. I just saw this one, too, West Virginia Pitt. Yeah. Can't beat that. I like that like our brawl. Too. I like that one. I'm going to probably be watching that one. Oh, that's on Thursday, though. That's an that's hour before yeah, Missouri kicks off. Six, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just, yeah. I like a lot of good Eastern games this week, though. Uh, I'll have to, I'll have to no, it's a 6th Central, as I think okay. of what my Google's okay. has right here. But, yeah, no, there are some good ones, especially – uh, Friday with Michigan State and w- playing Western Michigan. That's a sneaky one. I don't sleep on the sleep on the Broncos there. Um, I, I probably will be sleeping by the time they play that one. Honestly, <laughs> Thursday is going to be a late night. So. <laughs> that's that's fair. You might that's not be up true. yet. Yeah, um, yeah. No, a lot of good games. College football's back. Love it. Absolutely and love it, it. Like having good games in Week One is cool. And whatever Louisiana Tech's fine, but like yeah. I always hated when Missouri was in the Big Twelve and they would open with four straight non-conference games, and they were all just crap. It's like, well, everybody else is having this season, and we're here covering these practices until October. You know, mm-hmm. I remember like when I was at Mizzou, we were playing like Furman every year and things like this, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like what are we doing? Yeah, San Diego State almost losing trying to, to win San games. Diego State. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, the Missouri Tigers will be trying to win a game on Thursday. Then we are what three days away from by the time we're recording this podcast. Luther Burden days away. Actually, Maggie, have you gotten to try the chips yet? No, I have not. I have not even seen them. I went to the grocery store again, but I've seen them a lot of places, and I've actually had people send me pictures, and they're like, "Did you know he was going on a bag of chips?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, yes, I know." But <laughs> so apparently, you can get them at Joya's. So shout out Joya's on the Hill. If anybody in St. Louis is listening, you can get them there. But um, I have not seen them at the Schnooks grocery stores where we've been told they're supposed to be. So I will keep looking. And when I have them, I will put them on the shelf. By the way, I did not change the date. So nobody judge me. for <laughs> If you're watching on YouTube, the date is wrong on my account. This was not pre-recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get out of here, let's do some final score predictions. Uh, who wants to go first? I'm not going to tell who somebody go first. I want to volunteer. I'll go first. Thank you. Buddy. I'm going. I'm going with Mizzou, 35. Uh, Louisiana Tech, 24. I'm putting us right at a 11 points. I think that's a pretty. If we win by 11, I mean, will we be a little disappointed? Pro, will fans be a little disappointed? I'm sure they will. But that's because we got set up with a 19 point spread. Yeah. <laughs> I think any other way, they'd probably be okay with it. That's. Almost identical. I think I did this a couple days ago. I think I picked Missouri 34-21. I just see kind of one of those games where you never feel totally comfortable, but you also never feel like they're going to lose, right? Right. That's good. I just wrote down my prediction. It's not like your guys. 42-10, the Missouri Tigers will take it. Uh, Luther Burden scores every touchdown. Um, So that's my expectation for this game. Guys got any final thoughts before we get out of here? If Luther Burden scores six touchdowns, like this show is going to be a lot of fun next week. Yeah, it's going to be a fun year if Luther Burden is scoring he, six touchdowns. He will have legitimately met like the low baseline <laughs> expectation uh, that we tried to set for him on this podcast in week one. So. Yeah, there good job, go. Tucker. <laughs> That's it. Let's set the low bar. Got to set the low bar. So yeah, thank you, everyone. Yeah, he spent 40 minutes telling us how he sets his expectations low and then says, I think Luther's going to score six <laughs> touchdowns this week. That's a low expectation for Luther. I don't know. I, don't know I mean, that's probably know. lower than a lot of Mizzou fans have. So that's the, they're like, wait, he's always scoring six. He's Brady Cook's quarterback rating is going to be twenty seven hundred this week, guys. <laughs> low expectation.
They're both going to be Heisman rotation. candidates after week one. <laughs> Have to be. Uh, all right. Thank you for tuning in to hey. Mizzou That's Who. We will be back next week with another episode uh, recapping the Louisiana Tech game. Hopefully the Louisiana Tech win and looking forward to the Kansas State game. That's going to be a big game. So until then, we will talk to you next week. M-I-Z. you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.